Jewish history. I just can't help myself. I have to write about it all the time. And I've created this podcast as another outlet for my passion. So for those of you that are new here, I'm going to tell you little stories about Cornish history, Cornish people and places. And for those of you that have been here before, thank you so much for coming back. I really, really do appreciate it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about what we're going to talk about today. So I always love discovering the extraordinary lives of ordinary people in Cornwall and this week's story is no exception. Today we're going to be talking about a Cornish woman. She came from very humble beginnings and was whisked away from Cornwall by a chance meeting and ended up having three husbands, outliving them all and picking up an enormous fortune that she used to help out the people um, from the little village in Cornwall that she was originally from. So today's story is about Thomasine Bonaventura. different ways of saying it. She was born in Week St Mary which is a little village um, right up in the north of Cornwall not far from Bude, sort of between Bude and, and sort of Bodmin Moor. Now Thomasine had very humble beginnings like I said. She was the daughter of a sheep farmer and uh, she was born around 1450. We don't have an exact date for her. Now when she was old enough um, to help out her family, she would herd the sheep out on Bodmin Moor. And on one day, around 1463, a wool merchant from London was uh, crossing the moor. And the story goes that Thomasine and her sheep were, were sort of resting somewhere. And she was said to be sitting on top of a Bronze Age barrow and caught his attention. Now, one thing we have to bear in mind when we are talking about Thomasine is that her story has been exclusively recorded by male historians. And so you get little details like Thomasine was very beautiful and uh, the merchant's eye was caught because her long brown hair was blowing in the wind across the moor and she was singing in a sweet voice a Cornish ballad and at the same time she was also spinning wool so she was basically <laughs> demonstrating all the attributes um, that this passing man would have found attractive. Now uh, the merchant by all accounts was a very wealthy man, quite a grand fellow um, and he wasn't alone on his trip across the moor. Um, he had a veritable caravan of horses that were laden with wool and a number of male assistants accompanying him. Now the merchant was a little lost and uh, it's said that he stopped to ask Thomasine the best way to ford a stream that it was in, in front of him and all of the horses, the best way for them to cross. And he was so enthralled by Thomasine's intelligent answer that he actually stopped and started her asking her lots of questions uh, about herself and again liked all the, the replies that she gave him. He then asked her if she would like to accompany him to London and be a servant to his wife. 
and Thomasine replied that she couldn't possibly go without talking to her parents. Now, at this point, we should talk about who this merchant was. And we actually don't know a massive amount. We don't actually really know what his name was. Some accounts say it was Richard Bunsby and others call him Thomas Bunsby. But whatever the case, uh, Mr Bunsby accompanied Thomasina to her farmhouse and spoke to her parents and they eventually agreed to allow her to go to London with him, which she did. And she was a lady's maid to his wife for about three years before Mr Bunsby's wife passed away. Now you can probably guess what's coming next. Soon after the death of Mrs Bunsby, Mr Bunsby turned his eye to Thomasina and the, the couple were married. Unfortunately, however, um, he died soon after and left everything, which was a considerable fortune, to some Thomasine. Now, Thomasine was still young. She was apparently very pretty, very intelligent, and now she was also very wealthy. So you can imagine that she had a great number of suitors chasing after her in London. And in the end, she married again, John Gould or William Gould? Not exactly sure which one, but he's described as a merchant adventurer who may well have been the business partner of her first husband, Mr Bunsby. The couple moved to Milk Street in London. Now, all this was taking place, of course, long before the Great Fire of London, and uh, Milk Street at that time was the site of a medieval market, and it's actually uh, within the city of London. There was a parish church there, the St Mary Magdalene, uh, which was actually destroyed in the Great Fire, but needless to say, this was a relatively uh, wealthy area, and John Gould uh, was able to keep the, his finger on the pulse of his various businesses. But as for Thomasina, she was apparently becoming increasingly homesick for her friends and family and for Cornwall. But given her, her newfound wealth um, and relative independence, she actually started sending money home to be uh, spent on the needy of Weak St Mary. Sadly, her happiness with her second husband was to be relatively short-lived because about five years after their marriage, Mr Gould passed away as well and Thomasine was a wealthy widow for the second time. Now this brings us up to about 1497 when Thomasine married her third and final husband whose name was Sir John Percival. Now, John Percival had been the Sheriff of London in 1487 and he actually became the Lord Mayor of London in 1498, about a year after his marriage to Thomasine. So because of um, John Percival's high status, we do know a little bit more about him. For example, we know that he was a member of the Wonderful Company of Merchant Tailors, which was a sort of guild that included uh, 12 of the largest tailor companies in London. So as for Thomasine, while well, she was on her third marriage and her third husband, um, and it seems that she was still missing her early life back in Cornwall because she continued to send money back to the village of Week St Mary and she contributed towards building bridges in the area. She provided dowries for some of the poor women in the village 
and also food and clothing for the elderly in the parish. And she is also said to have built uh, a new road between Week St Mary and the coast. Now this road was said to run through Poundstock to Millock, which is a beautiful little cove on the coast. In addition to this, Thomasine's name appears on some really early documents relating to the City of London. She's listed as a donor providing money um, to improve the water supplies to the city. But probably what she is most remembered for is founding the Chantry or Chapel in Week St Mary as well as uh, building a school there. Now this was in about 1506 and Thomasine not only built the school but she also uh, provided money to house and pay the schoolmasters and the pupils as well as providing um, yearly donations of £20 for any extras that the school might need along the way. But as part of the deal, Thomasine insisted that the schoolmasters should pray for the souls of her three former husbands each and every day. So at this point, we realise that Thomasine has been widowed for the third time. But her school was to become a great success. It actually became an important centre of education with uh, well-to-do families from all over Devon and Cornwall sending their sons there to get the, the best education that was available, which is fairly ironic given that it was founded by this lowly shepherdess who probably had very little education herself. There has been quite a lot of discussion as to whether Thomasine's surname, Bonaventura, was uh, actually given to her because of the enormous fortune that she had come upon during her life. But that kind of changes when you learn that uh, when Thomasine died in 1512, or around that date, because we don't have an exact date for it, she actually left a will with a number of bequests, and one of those was to her brother John Bonaventura. So it does appear as if this was actually her family name. Now, very little uh, remains of uh, her contributions to Week St Mary. The school, uh, only parts of it can be found sort of in the walls of some farm buildings in the village. But what an incredible legacy this woman has left. We're still talking about her and what she did and her generosity all these hundreds of years later. And what an amazing life it was really for, so for someone that grew up such humble beginnings to live the life that she did, to accrue that amazing fortune, but she obviously never forgot her roots in Cornwall and contributed all that she could. I just wish that there was more remaining today for us to see that Thomasine built. Such a pity that it has all just sort of vanished. So I really hope that you've enjoyed the story of uh, Thomasine Bonaventura. And if you are interested in finding out um, a bit more about Millock, for example, uh, there'll be a blog post on my blog uh, about the amazing geology that you can find on that particular beach. That's cornishbirdblog.com. And if you're interested in some more stories about amazing Cornish folk, then you could look up John Sandys and his unexpected voyage, or Ezekiel Gross and the Roseworn Ghost, or perhaps even the notorious life of Hannah the Sweep. So there's lots more on the podcast for you to discover if you fancy it.
So that's it from me for now. Thank you so much for joining me again. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do like and subscribe. Please leave me a comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Thomasine and her story. And that's it for now. Thank you so much and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye.